0: Hi, I'm Beth Kuehl, your executive career coach and host of this podcast, Breakthroughs, Smart Strategies for Career Growth. In today's three-part episode, we'll discuss the heavy cost of not creating a motivated and innovative team, why so many companies fall into the trap of losing their competitive edge, believing that maintaining the status quo is the safest and best way to run their business. Then I'll share the flip side, how you can completely circumvent these costly mistakes by changing your mindset, which leads to changing your culture. We'll explore how truly great leaders cultivate a motivated, innovative team that helped them become industry leaders. Let me share with you two shocking examples of companies who failed miserably in this and suffered huge losses will dissect what went wrong and contrast it with companies that got it right by cultivating motivated, engaged, and highly innovative teams. How is it possible that one of the most esteemed automotive companies, Volkswagen, overlooked testing and controls for product quality and safety? How could an entire team of highly skilled engineers fall into the trap of ignoring serious mistakes in emissions tests that cost the company billions of dollars in a legal settlement for these emission errors? Why did these highly trained engineers lower their professional standards and succumb to pressure, knowing there would be harmful results? And why, in another case, did a highly skilled co-pilot ignore the signs he saw of a forthcoming collision that led to a horrific crash causing hundreds of fatalities. We'll discuss the root cause for these unprofessional behaviors. First, we need to ask ourselves, do mistakes occur because companies don't have enough rules and procedures in place to prevent their occurrence or is the problem a result of some aspect of the company's culture? perhaps a flawed leadership style? Let's take a look at what the behavioral science research shows around employee incentive programs and how they impact people's behavior. Social scientists have uncovered a surprising fact when studying current business practices. Employee incentives don't work. As it turns out, the carrot and stick approach usually demotivates employees. The current incentive model is most in most companies is penalizing employees for not completing certain tasks efficiently. Many experts believe that not only is this motivational strategy ineffective, it ultimately leads to less productivity. Even worse, in some cases, like at Volkswagen, it's led to serious errors that hurt the company's reputation and cost the organization, hear this, $14.7 billion in a legal settlement. Here's the tragic backstory that occurred at Volkswagen. Martin Winterkorn, former chairman of Volkswagen, exemplified failed power leadership. He discouraged feedback and refused to hear problems from the ranks, creating a punitive culture that was said to have pushed engineers to cheat out of fear of not reaching their goals. The excessive emphasis Winterkorn placed on avoiding failure, ironically, led to his professional failure and to a huge financial loss for Volkswagen. This power-driven style leads to high employee turnover and low motivation and productivity. In Winterkorn's case, he failed in both arenas. He let down customers, authorities, and regulators for cheating diesel car emissions tests. Power leaders seek control and often abuse their influence. Often, they yearn for attention and respect and use their power to wield attention. They lead by intimidation and fear rather than by garnering respect. They see it as their right and privilege to rule over others rather than their responsibility to set a positive example, advise, and offer guidance. Because they keep people close to them who are like-minded, their homogeneous teams may enjoy comfortable relationships, but they tend to be far less innovative. So we see here that the root cause for engineers to have abandoned their professional standards was due to flawed incentives from top down, a fear of challenging authority, and a fear of failure. Another extreme example where a culture of fear to question authority led to disastrous results was at Korean Air. Korean Air had more plane crashes than almost any other airline in the world for a period at the end of the 1990s. When we think of airline crashes, we think, oh, they must have had old planes or they must have had poorly trained pilots. But no, what they were struggling with was a cultural legacy that Korean culture is hierarchical. You're obliged to be deferential towards your elders and superiors in a way that would be unimaginable in the U.S. In his bestseller book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell explains why having a culture that penalizes people for standing up to authority may have explained why Korean Air Flight 801 crashed into a hill on approach to an airport in Guam in 1997, killing 223 people. In addition to a series of misfortunes, including bad weather, an offline warning system, and outdated charts, the co-pilot was afraid to question the poor judgment of the pilot, wrote Gladwell, and that was a fatal mistake. Similarly, Gladwell assigned blame for the 1990 crash of Avianca Flight 52 in Long Island, New York, to human error caused by cultural differences the plane ran out of fuel while circling JFK, leading to 73 fatalities. The pilot of Colombian airline did not assert the pilots, rather, of the Colombian airline. None of them asserted themselves enough with the, with the air traffic control when communicating that they were running out of fuel, wrote Gladwell. Gladwell argued that in Colombia, as in Korea, Cultural norms tended to dictate that people avoid directly questioning authority. In this case, the authority of controllers who had asked the Avianca plane to keep holding. In short, the culture placed an emphasis more on respecting authority than on collective intelligence. Subordinates who could have prevented a life-threatening problem stayed silent, fearing that speaking up would hurt their career. Traditional management incentives can work for simple tasks and in some cases may increase compliance, but for meaningful engagement and creativity, self-direction works much, much better. The challenge is implementation of the model. An examination of monetary rewards for complex tasks also leads to poorer performance. So managers seeking to improve workplace productivity might ask, What, if anything, does work? Stay tuned for part two of episode two, where you'll learn two effective strategies to cultivate motivated, innovative teams, and I'll highlight the techniques used by companies who've become industry leaders. See you there.